This is the Turn on the Jets podcast, presented by Prime Sport. With the third pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. What should the Jets expect from you? Um, a lot of wins. And now, here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. This week, we're going to be joined by one of our sponsors, John Razor of Razor Sport Club. We're going to talk through some of the smartest bets that you can make around the New York Jets and the NFL heading into the 2018 season. This was a really interesting conversation. Uh, We also dove into uh, the new gambling laws that have been approved, how that's going to impact New Jersey and some of the other local areas. you know, John's been a longtime friend of the site, and you know we're definitely happy to work with him. And he had a lot of really good pointers and advice, particularly around the Jets and the NFL. So with gambling becoming more of a, a mainstream and an accepted thing now with the recent Supreme Court ruling, we want all of our fans to go in with the most information possible. So it is early, but we did kick off that conversation around some potential smart bets to make around the New York Jets and just in general around the NFL. Uh, and then it also broke into sort of a wider conversation about the rules. So we'll get to that in a few minutes. So stick with us for that. Before we jump in to the interview, we want to remind you guys this podcast is not just brought to you by Razor Sport, which can be found at R-A-Z-E-R-S-P-O-R-T.com. Make sure to join their members section and give them a follow on Twitter at Razor Sport Club. It is also brought to you by Prime Sport, official sponsor and team partner of the New York Jets for all of your ticket and hospitality packages. You can learn more about our partnership at PrimeSport.com, front slash turn on the Jets. You could also give them a follow on Twitter and on Facebook at Prime Sport. So you got Prime Sport, you got Razor Sport. Give them both a follow. Check out both of their websites. Help continue to support our podcast and also find out about some great products and betting advice between those two sites. All right, before we dive into our interview with John, want to remind you guys to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating on iTunes. Currently, we're running a giveaway on our Instagram, where if you leave a rating or review and leave your review name in the designated Instagram post comment section, you'll be eligible to win a free shirt from our store. We just gave away an authentic helmet on a caption contest on Instagram, so make sure you're following the Turn on the Jets Instagram, which is turnonthejets underscore IG. You know to subscribe to this podcast. Also subscribe to the rest of the podcasts throughout our Turn on the Jets digital network. That includes Play Like a Jet, hosted by Scott Mason, The Jet Take, hosted by Kyle Fahey and Ben Blessington, Draft Season, hosted by Joe Malfa and Dalvin Osario, Stick to the Jets, hosted by Connor Rogers, and now Buck the Trend, hosted by Daniel Eason. We'll soon be launching the TOJ Film Room, hosted by Joe Blewett and Kyle Smith, and then eventually Know Your Foe to break down the Jets' opponents every week, hosted by Michael Nanya. Yes, that is a show, so we'll be very busy throughout the upcoming season. Wanted to also offer a few thoughts on the Jets from a fantasy football perspective before we dive into the gambling discussion. It seems to pair pretty well with it, and it is still early, and we still need to see how this depth chart shakes out. But I do think there is some perspective value around this team who will probably very commonly be looked over in your fantasy draft. Now, for your daily fantasy, it's going to depend more on a week-to-week basis. But I think it would be fair to assume, looking at how the, def- the Jets' depth chart is lined up, whether you're dealing with weekly or with daily fantasy, the best value that you'll probably be able to get, and you're going to be able to get good value on any Jets players because you're not going to see most of them ranked in people's top 100 or 150 list 
starts with Robbie Anderson. I think most people are still working under the assumption that Anderson is going to be suspended for four or five games when he is more than likely not going to be based on his recent charges being dropped and no recent news breaking around this at all. I think Anderson is probably going to be available for all 16 games. Worst case, he's available for 14 or 15. And you're looking at a guy who caught seven touchdowns last season was just under 1,000 yards, and the only reason he didn't hit that number is because Josh McCown got hurt and he had to deal with Bryce Petty for the final few games of the season. The Jets should have an upgrade at quarterback in some way in this this year. They will not have Bryce Petty out there, right? It'll either be McCown, Bridgewater, or Sam Darnold, hopefully Sam Darnold. Definitely there should not be a hesitancy from this Jets offense with Jeremy Bates to attack down the field. So Robbie Anderson has been one of the best young vertical receivers in the NFL. You know he's going to get big plays down the field. You know he's going to score touchdowns. All it takes is one 60-yard touchdown from him to have a productive week for you. And he is a guy who was among the league leaders in receptions over 20 yards last year. And there's no reason to think that's going to change, particularly with a guy like Quincy Inouye coming back to take the heat off him. Inouye, bigger risk because he didn't play last year and we really don't know how Jeremy Bates is going to use him yet. But two years ago, had over 800 yards receiving and four touchdowns. Should be a guy who is a factor in the red zone because of his size and does get a decent amount of touches in this offense. We don't really know who's going to be the lead receiver. Is it going to be Anderson? Is it going to be Inua? Recent history would point more to Anderson, but Inua could be a late-round flyer to potentially take a chance on. Outside of those guys, I'd hesitate on touching any other Jets pass catcher. Uh, We just need to see how the other roles shake out at tight end. Now with Chris Herndon's recent DUI, all Jet players, please stop driving under the influence. I don't know what's going on with this recent epidemic of it being a problem around the team, but it definitely needs to stop. There's no other receivers that really jump out as of now having any any potential fantasy value. Same at the tight end position. At running back, a lot of people are wondering, is it going to be Isaiah Crowell or Bilal Powell, who ultimately leads the team in carries? If you ask me today, I would guess that Crowell leads the team in carries, but Powell leads the running backs in total touches because he should be a factor in the passing game, particularly if the Jets have a young quarterback out there. Maybe Powell has you know, 30 less carries or so than Crowell, but also adds on 50 or 55 receptions on top of that. We've seen him be very productive in the passing game. He also has the ability to break the big play. He ranked in the top 10 in PFF's breakaway rating this past year and is always good for double digits in terms of runs over 20 yards and a handful of big games per year when he gets enough opportunities. So I think Crowell will probably go a little higher in most fantasy drafts, but Powell might actually provide more value, particularly if the Jets are going to use him frequently in the passing game. I don't know if either of those guys, because they're going to be splitting lead back responsibilities, are going to jump off the page to you as a, a starter in your every week fantasy league, but on certain matchups, particularly if one of the two of them is banged up or one of the two of them has the hot hand, could be really value in a daily, could be really good value in a daily fantasy uh, for one week or be a good player to stash on your bench if one of them ends up getting the hot hand, getting a bigger role as the season advances on. So my recommendations, these are going to be late round picks either way. Robbie Anderson, Bilal Powell, kind of the same story as last year until we're proven otherwise. Quincy Nuwa could be a guy maybe you take a flyer on on one of the last rounds as well. All right, we'll touch back on fantasy football as we get a little closer. Now let's dive into our interview with John Razor. John, how you doing, and thanks for joining us. Joe, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Not doing bad at all. Can't complain. How about yourself? 
I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a little bit of a quiet time before all the madness picks up with training camp at the end of July. But after this last OTA, we should have a couple of weeks to catch our breath and then get ready for six months of nonstop football, which is, you know, it's a good thing. I can't complain about that. Well, listen, as of late, being a Jets fan, uh, this is like I was telling you earlier, this is more of a point for us for the past couple of years. We'd be more interested in this than actual games. So it'll be fun. Now we'll have an extended season, so to speak. Absolutely. This offseason has definitely been more enjoyable than recent ones, and even more enjoyable in some recent seasons. So off the top, are there any bets associated with the Jets in particular that you've seen that kind of jump off the page to you? Jet fans always get very angry or offended when they see low Super Bowl odds or a low win over under total. But is there anything that, you know, if a Jet fan wants to bet a little bit with their, you know, heart, which I know is never advisable, is there any smart bets that you see around this team heading into next year? I was going to say, you know, you're going to break rule number one. First of all, listen, I learned this back in 1995. Don't bet off your heart, and more importantly, especially if you're a Jets fan. You know, try to do that. But to be honest with you, you know, you said to yourself, this has been an interesting offseason. This team is a lot different than most teams coming into this season because they've got kind of a, you know, a whole new roster, not a whole new roster, but a lot of different and important pieces. Um, on defense, you've added Tremaine Johnson, obviously with Sam Donald, and more importantly with Teddy Bridgewater. So a lot of guys I know there's an over-under for the season total came out at five games. Now, that the first thing that everyone's going to see is that's ridiculously low, considering the fact that, you know, they did all right last season. They should be able to build on it. But you look at it, and again, there's so many unknown variables that that's not the one that's going to stick out to me. We're kind of looking at a situation where I don't know who's going to be starting week one. I don't know if anybody knows that yet. We don't know how that's going to transpire. We don't know what they're going to be looking for and stuff like that. So you're going to try to go off their schedule. But again, there's so many unknowns with the Jets right now, especially so far out, that that's going to be a tough game, to, you know, a tough bet to actually you know, touch or look at. Another one that was actually interesting that I do like that I think people are kind of not realizing is will the Jets make the playoffs? Right now we have yes at plus 1,100. No is minus 2,500, meaning you have to lay the 2,500 to win 100. But if they do, you lay 100 and you win 1,100. So that's interesting. I mean, this is a situation where, like I was telling you earlier, the information that we were using against us that we don't know a lot about the Jets is actually going to help them in a situation like this. There's not as much film on whoever's going to be playing quarterback in this system, the new offensive coordinator, et cetera, all that stuff. And, again, obviously their schedule comes into play here. A lot of people are sitting there kind of just wondering, you know, can the Patriots keep this up? Even game loss, you know, a game that we can steal from the Patriots will kind of help us get that wild card, unfortunately, which we've been talking about for 20 years. But to be honest with you, you know, you look at the Super Bowl bets, you know, they have the least odds. I mean, if anyone's going to win the Super Bowl, no one expects the Jets to even win the Super Bowl. Worst, than the worst team in the entire league. AFC Championship, similar situation. You have a little of interest in the division, but again, the old gambler's rule is this. You don't bet against the streak. You kind of ride it. New England's won it for how many years in a row. You ride that out because you can only be once, uh, wrong once when you're betting on the streak. You can uh, take a couple losses betting against it. So that's not something you move. If any Jets fan wants to get down there, I mean, I know Friday we've got the you know, uh, sports book opening up down there. I would do this. Put a couple hundred bucks, maybe a hundred bucks on the Jets to make the playoffs this year. It's still bold. It's still a little bit ballsy. But at the same time, if you want to be smart about it, which – with sports gambling coming around here, this is the big difference. You've got to be smart. You've got to know what you're doing. That's going to be the smartest bet. Jets to make the playoffs plus 1100. You put 100 bucks on it, you win 1100. If they sneak into the wild card, nine to seven, ten to six, whatever they may be. 
Yeah, and I think another thing to point out is the AFC is, is pretty weak. It's you know it's a little top heavy with New England, but a team like Buffalo snuck into the playoffs last year. This could be the kind of conference where an eight and eight team might get in because really once you get past New England and Pittsburgh, nobody really jumps mm-hmm. off the page. Uh, has you know that that sort of like fourth through tenth best team in the conference is pretty wide open. So I agree that while it's more likely than not they probably won't make the playoffs, it does seem like a reasonable you know, long shot to take because look at Buffalo last year. I don't think anybody thought they were going to make the playoffs. And every year there's always one or two teams who kind of comes out of nowhere to sneak in. And again, eight and eight might do it in the AFC. Is there any other non-Jets NFL related bets that you've seen this off season that have really caught your eye? I mean, unfortunately, it's the sexiest pick, but everyone's got to sit there and look at the Browns and go with the over totals. If they're about six, six and a half, that Browns team, you know, they got a lot better, and you know, they did it pretty quickly by adding, you know, veterans and you know, also too, they're going to be playing to win. Hugh Jackson can't sit there and go zero and sixteen. This is not a situation where you know they could have another building, you know, year so to speak. And I know there's a lot of young guys there as well. But if, you know, the simple play, considering, I mean, a lot of smart money moved on that, you're going to have to actually lay a little bit more to actually do that now, probably about 135 to get out in the over at the Browns total. But you want to talk about all the sharks, you want to talk about all the smarts, anybody that's in the know, that's been the sexy pick since that came out there. That's the Browns with the over and the total for the season. But, you know what, to be honest with you, John, I mean, the season total was so far out. You look at this stuff, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a hell of a tough thing to start looking at that you know what i tell guys going into this time of the year is start looking at the other outlier stuff start looking at who they're adding why they're adding what they're going to be doing because that's going to you know dictate how they're going to play throughout the season and that's kind of where a lot of sharp guys start to play the totals and stuff like that so you might not know who's going to be playing what position but you'll get an idea of this team is looking to score a lot this team is predicated on defense and that's the kind of situation that unfortunately you know totals and games and stuff like that don't come out so early but you know just to keep an eye on something as a gambler you know not from a fan's perspective but from a gambler's perspective going out over the next six weeks and more importantly going into the season here you're going to start looking at what are they trying to do how are they going to play in a style that's a little bit easier to handicap that's a little bit easier to get information on them as opposed to sitting there and really just trying to gauge you know Tyrod Taylor Baker Mayfield are they going to jump to him early all variables but you have to kind of go with a baseline but, uh, you know, like I was telling you, we're so far out here. Start you know, treating yourself like a gambler. Start looking at it as, you know, where can you get a real advantage and what's going to be more solid? You know, obviously nothing is solid now, but what's going to be the base of it? So, What was your reaction to the recent ruling basically legalizing gambling on a state-by-state basis, including New Jersey, <laughs> where I live, where a lot of Jet <laughs> fans live? And how is this Myself like – Myself as well. How is this going to – practically like roll out so for someone who's a casual gambler maybe they mess around from time to time how is how are they going to see changes in new jersey and how's that going to impact like how they approach some of the upcoming sports seasons you know i mean first of all this we're so far when this happened what happened actually is the passport which is the federal law just got repealed it didn't mean sports gambling is legal right away basically what it meant is that now you guys have the opportunity to do so and every state's kind of scrambling, not necessarily scrambling, but every state's trying to get in now. So there's different situations. For example, today Delaware just opened up here. So you can do this at Delaware. I know the uh, governor over there just bet on the Philadelphia Phillies doing the honorary first bet there. Um, but basically, they, you know, they're having issues in regards to can you, have, can you do mobile, uh, mobile betting? Can you bet from your phone, from your computer, or do you have to be in the casino or the racetrack or wherever it is right now? 
Right now, they want you to be in the casinos and the racetracks. So if this is a situation that, you know, New Jersey's fighting so you can do it mobily and do it however you'd like to do it. Now, this is, I mean, you remember the fantasy football boom. I mean, you're talking about this can change the way the information, everything. You're talking about from ESPN, just the way everything is covered from top to bottom here. You have a whole new set of content, a whole new information that's going to actually be pertinent to stuff that it wasn't before here. I mean, you'd always look at these stats, and if you're just a casual fan of the Jets, a casual fan of any team, in theory, I mean, it cares only for your team. This changes it all. You know, those games that don't matter on Thursday night, you're going out drinking with your buddies, too, you know, teams that you don't care for aren't very good. Well, now you've got something on it. You know, that you know, Sunday game where it's a big game and you got friends, family over, and now you got something. I mean, that's how I did it when I was young. I mean, no, obviously when it was still borderline legal, whatever it is, when I was young, when I was 10, 12 years old, I used to see my uncle, you know, every Sunday, that's what we did. Go through the sheets, you go through every single game. I mean, it changed everything for me. I, it, I anticipate it's going to be that big. I mean, it's going to change a lot of things. You've got people that went nuts over fantasy football. And, you know, at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, I actually told my wife the other day, it's kind of like when you, you know, turn 21 and you said you could drink. Well, yeah, I drank before I was 21, but now I'm 21 and you got to be smart with it. You've got to sit there and understand what it is. Unfortunately for the books, you got about two or three years in which everybody's going to go down there, bet their favorite teams, not really know what they're doing. And they're going to make an absolute killing until people smarten up. And you've got to be, I mean, that's kind of why I want to get out of here. You've got to understand that just because it's gambling and just because yes, it is fun. The money's real at the end of the day. And the first thing I learned, you know, when I was a child, and even to this day is you can't and you don't bet with your heart. Unfortunately, you know, you get caught up in it. And I think that a lot of that's going to happen. But I think at the same time, you're going to see a lot more people become fans of the sport. You know, not necessarily just teams or diehard teams, but you're going to see a lot more people getting into more games. That's why I know the NFL had a little bit of a pushback back on it. Uh, I don't understand that per se. I don't, you know, the integrity of the game, that's one of the least games that you can actually influence. They're concerned with it. I don't agree with that. But uh, for the most part, I mean, you're going to see. If you remember the fantasy boom, I anticipate it to be much bigger than that. I mean, this is fun times. This is this kind of rejuvenates everything. It kind of gets everything going again, and it gives you a whole, and it gives everyone a whole entire new perspective on what they'd watched before and how they're going to watch it going forward. Could we maybe get a shot of life to a place like Atlantic City now in New Jersey, which has worn down substantially <laughs> over the past 10 or 15 My years? God, yes. I mean, I'm assuming, yes, some people, maybe they end up going, you know, by like the racetrack. Maybe you could bet there. But maybe does something like AC get sort of a second win now? Because, you know, even just me, you know, compared when I went there when I was 21 to now when I'm 31, it's been a pretty ugly, rapid decline. God, I don't even know why you went there when you were 21. <laughs> you know, but uh, no. I actually actually texted with one of my buddies over there. He's now a trend, uh, he turned into a Raiders fan. So he's talking about it in Desmond and all this stuff. He was a former Jets fan. So we bust each other's chops a little bit. But I'm sitting there saying, you know, this is, forget Las Vegas. I mean, you're talking about this is, Atlantic City was back in my, before my time with Mike Tyson. So I just, I mean, it was a thing that I used to watch on TV and go, wow, this looks awesome. I, you know, this is, maybe I'm a little over because I was excited here, but I anticipate, and it's going to be, Awesome. You're talking around the beach, watching Sam Donald winning the Super Bowl, you know, with a couple bucks on him. It, this is stuff that, you know, we've had a great month, so to speak. This is a situation that, you know, in a month you have a whole new opportunity down there. You know, I wasn't a big, you know, gambler. That's just the card games and stuff like that. But to go down there, be able to have a room, be able to go out to eat, 
have a game, you know, that you have some money on, be able to watch it, drink with friends and family, a whole entire situation, it, it turns it upside down. You know, there was nothing out there. It was done. And I think, yes, I know sports betting is not for everybody and everybody doesn't do it, but it gives people a reason to go down there and you can bring your family. It's a game. You put the money on, you walk out, you can go sit on the beach with your family. This isn't a blackjack player sitting there for five, ten hours trying to get an edge. So, you know, and again, everyone's going to sit there and have their pros and cons to it, but there's not a shot that this isn't good for Atlantic City. And like I said, I anticipate a ton of number 14 jerseys out there on the beach for a couple of years celebrating our asses off, God willing. So. God willing. All right, so <laughs> John Razor, owner of Razor Sport, Obviously, friend and supporter of the pod, you go to Razorsport.com. You could follow him on Twitter, at Club. Give us a few words on the uh, website before we sign off. Listen, guys, just go there. I have a free section for you. I know we have a $99 membership, but anyone that listens to this, go to the free section, sign up, give me a shot. I'll show you exactly what we're doing. Like I was telling Joe LaBelle and telling everybody here, it's important you know what you're doing. And these first couple of years, if you do, you're going to have an advantage like you're never going to have again. This is the opportunity. This is the time that sports betting is just coming out. And if you're one of the guys that's on the other side of the curtain, if you're one of the guys that are the sharp guys, the smart guys, which believe me, we've done this a lot longer than the past couple months, give us a shot. Join up with us. Let us show you what we're doing. Uh, like I said, you guys can come down to Atlantic City and celebrate the Sam Donald Super Bowls with us, God willing. So, RazorSport.com. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, John. We'll have you on again before the season. And uh, best of luck to everybody out there. Be smart. Thanks, John. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, man. Thank you very much.